Welcome to All My Children Wear Fur Coats with Peggy Hoyt. Our goal is to keep loved pets in loving homes by educating pet parents about the importance of ensuring every pet has a forever home. For more information about creating a legacy for your pet or to listen to archive shows, visit AnimalCareTrustUSA.org or LegacyForYourPet.com. Join your host, author, estate planning attorney, and animal advocate, Peggy Hoyt. Hello, pet lovers. Welcome to All My Children Wear Fur Coats. I'm your host, Peggy Hoyt, and this show is brought to you by the law offices of Hoyt and Brian, where we create estate plans for pets and their people. Also brought to you by Animal Care Trust USA, a national nonprofit dedicated to keeping loved pets in loving homes. We do this by educating pet parents about the importance of getting a pet trust for their loved pets. We also provide pet trustee services, and it is our pleasure today to introduce you to our special guest. Her name is Caitlin Brown, and she is the founder and CEO of Sparkles and Sunshine Blog. Welcome, Caitlin. Thank you for having me. I'm so excited. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I met Caitlin at a Global Pet Expo this year, which is this huge animal event that takes place in Orlando, Florida every year in March. And um, she was in the press room when uh, when Sarah Westerkamp and I walked in and uh, we immediately gravitated towards each other and found that we have a lot in common. And it became immediately apparent that I needed to introduce everybody to Caitlin. So I'm going to give you a little bit of background on Miss Caitlin Brown. She created Sparkles and Sunshine blog over four years ago, originally as a creative outlet from her full time job. And what started as a few blog posts quickly turned into a passion of helping other pet parents find helpful information about puppy training tips, big dog care, and her favorite dog enrichment ideas. Caitlin's bubbly personality shines through with every authentic and honest post. And with tons of knowledge of the pet industry and dog training, Sparkles and Sunshine blog is your go-to blog for everyday relatable pet topics. And I have to say that she's also crazy about horses and cats. And so she really does cover the full spectrum and is uh, probably a sister of another mother because we all love dogs, cats, and horses. So sounds about right. (laughs) Yes. Tell us how, how did you get this idea to do Sparkles and Sunshine blog? Yeah. So a couple of years ago, you know, my background is actually in marketing You know, I went to school for it and I worked at a few different companies in their marketing departments. And first company I worked for actually had, you know, we were at the beginning stages of, you know, bloggers and influencers and they were starting a blogger program. And, you know, when I was at the forefront of that, I was looking at what they were doing and all that. And I was like, well, that looks really fun. I was like, I kind of want to do that. And I was just like, this is it's a cool way for me to kind of do something that was my own. You know, I didn't have to get approval from a boss. I didn't have to, you know, I could just be fully myself and just kind of go for it. And I started originally, you know, the company was a fashion company. So it's like, okay, well, let's start with fashion. And then I quickly realized, Caitlin, you don't really care about fashion. You grew up with dogs and you like animals. So why don't you switch to what you actually care about. <laughs> Once I switched to that, it's been a game changer because what pet parent does not want to spend as much time with their pets as possible. So that's kind of where it all originated from. And the name itself, you know, I 
I'm a very happy, fun, outgoing person. I, I always joke that I could talk to a brick wall, like I really could. We have a full blow conversation, and I was trying to think of something that would just kind of, kind of summarize who I am, and it honestly just popped into my head. I think I was in a Publix parking lot, and I was like, "Sounds good," and I just kept it. <laughs> awesome. Well, you know, I have a horse named Sparkle, so um, yeah, <laughs> this goes right along with the uh, with the whole sparkles and sunshine. <laughs> it's a perfect fit. <laughs> All right, so tell us about the animals that you have today. So I have two dogs and one cat. So my two dogs, the first is Diesel. He is my pride and joy. He's my first dog ever on my own. You know, I've grown up with a ton, but he's my first. He is a Mastiff, Great Dane, Staffy Hound mix, and he's six years old. Um, and then I have Annie. She's our newest dog. Um, I got her actually during COVID as a puppy. Both of them I got as puppies. Um, and she is my <laughs> sassy, super smart, super intelligent, like kind of smart for her own good kind of thing. Um, and she is a Border Collie, Aussie, cattle dog type mix. Um, She's, she's super fun, but she's definitely keeps me on my toes. And then our newest addition is Colonel Mustard. He's our ginger kitten who will actually turn a year old in July of this year. Um, and we adopted him in March, actually. So around the same time as the Global Pet Expo. And he is, he's just the best. He has such a chill, happy personality. He fits right in with the dogs. He snuggles with them. He plays with them. He kind of, kind of torments Diesel every now and then by biting his toes, <laughs> but he fits right in and we have just a great family. That's awesome. Well, enough said when you said uh, Aussie uh, border collie mix about <laughs> being super smart and keeping you on your toes, right? Yeah. <laughs> um, so when you talk about canine enrichment, what is it about that that you like? And then what do you want to share about that? Yeah. So I discovered canine enrichment actually when I got Annie kind of around that time, just because that same time when it was during COVID, you know, I was working home or from home more. And so, you know, I had to figure out some ways to kind of, you know, not only her as a puppy, but for Diesel, kind of give them some more activities to keep them busy, which I know a lot of people at that time needed the same thing. They needed a way to entertain their pets when they were taking Zoom calls, because we've all had that Zoom call where our dog decides to come up and woof. <laughs> I know I have. I'm waiting for it during this podcast. <laughs> but, you know, we've all kind of had those moments. And so I wanted to figure out something that would work. And so I started searching, like, how to keep my dog busy when working from home. And it popped up. And I was like, oh, now this is really cool. And I just kind of took this dive into it. And I learned about puzzles. I learned about games. I learned about all the different things, even outside of that, you can do with your dog to really give them a way to kind of stimulate their brain um, outside of just doing, you know, a game of fetch once a day, you know, it's just been incredible. So I've really just taken a dive into it. So you're spending time every day doing enrichment with your dogs then? I would say so. I usually I try to do it daily. Um, but, you know, there's always some weeks where you do it every, you know, a couple of times a week. You know, we all, dog parents are busy, cat parents, horse parents, you know, we're all busy. Um, my goal is always daily, um, but sometimes it's at least a couple of times a week. So tell us what are some of your favorite store-bought dog enrichment puzzles or games? So my top favorite is Outward Hound, um, the Nina Abtasen collection by Outward Hound, which, fun fact, she was at the Global Pet Expo, and I was so excited. I got a picture with her. I was fangirling so hard. It was somewhat embarrassing, but it's fine. Um, she has made some really awesome dog puzzles and cat puzzles. 
um, and have so many different levels that you can do to really challenge your dog. So once they figure out one, you can level it up or even with a, one puzzle, there's so many ways to make it more advanced or more challenging. So you can not just, you know, buying one and then it's done. Like there's so many ways you can use it. Um, and then outside of that, I love finding snuffle mats, which is kind of like a, a mat with some felt material that allows your dog to sniff through it. Um, I love Westpaw. It's a brand. They have something called a topple. I love those. Um, everyone's heard of a Kong. I love a Kong. And then my other favorite is a licky mat. Those are great too. So tell us, what is a licky mat? A licky mat is a rubber mat, usually in the shape of a square, but there's some other brands out there that make, you know, dog lick mats um, in different shapes. But essentially it's a rubber mat that has different textures on it. When your dog goes to lick whatever you put on it, which, you know, any dog safe ingredients, um, it actually helps reduce anxiety and tension for your dog because licking is a natural way for dogs to do that. So, you know, I like to give those to my dogs. I'll make something up, put it in the freezer because anything that's frozen lasts so much longer. There's a pro tip. <laughs> Definitely do that. I recommend it. Um, and it's just, it's one of my dog's favorite things to do during the week. How would you like to earn real money for your organization every time you order pet food? Our friends at Dubert are at it again, revolutionizing new ways to help animal rescuers. With their new Dubert Forward program, you or your supporters can shop for the same pet foods that you order on other sites, and Dubert will pay 5% of the purchase directly back to your organization. That's more than 100 times what Amazon Smile pays, and there's no limit or crazy hoops to jump through. Just have your favorite animal organization sign up for free at dubert.com and they'll automatically show up for you to select them when you shop. Check it out and learn more at www.dubert.com to get started today. Oh, that's awesome. Um, you can also use Licky Max, right, to uh, distract your dog if you're trying to cut nails or <laughs> something that they don't like. Yes, it's I've had a little success in the bathtub, but they have something called the Licky Mat Splash and it suction cups onto your um, bathtub or your wall in the shower or whatever. And um, I've used that a couple of times with Annie. I'll do some like peanut butter and stick some treats, but she was smart enough. She was booping the treats off and like, oh, oh, no, <laughs> but that works pretty well, too. That that's funny. So um, I know you you mentioned that you got started in fashion and that wasn't really your thing, but I'm going to call you out on this because <laughs> if you go to your equestrian life portion <laughs> of your blog, there's an awful lot of fashion modeling going on there uh, with you and different outfits. I do. I do like some riding outfits. I'm not going to lie. And I've had the great opportunity to meet a lot of really cool equestrian brands like some of my favorites are carrots castell denmark which castell makes some of the prettiest riding shirts i've ever seen like if you love really feminine really prints and colors they're phenomenal um i've done i've worked with them like i said i love carrots um i have a handful of favorites so i have had a really great opportunity to, to try a lot of brands and really figure out what styles work best for me because i'm not i'm not you know super, super skinny. I'm, I'm like a size eight ten, And, you know, I wanted to find brands that really work for my size and are flattering and make me feel confident when I'm riding. Cause just like when you go to work, if you feel confident in what you're wearing, sometimes that can trickle into what you're going to be doing that day or whatever activity. So it's a great way to boost your confidence too. Absolutely. And I'm happy to see that in most of your pictures, you're wearing a riding helmet. Oh, I'm big on that. I'm an adult. I can't afford to fall. And it's something that comes with it. We all fall and 
it's you got to be safe. You, there's no point in risking it. It's really not. <laughs> Absolutely. So I keep joking with my girlfriends that I want to have a, a bling your helmet party. Oh, um, I'm so down. I want to come. <laughs> yeah. So uh, have everybody bring uh, either a new or used helmet and uh, then we can just get together with a glue gun and some bling and and go crazy. Sounds like fun. Yeah, I think it'll probably be cheaper than getting one that's already blinged out. Anyways, they're insane. Oh, absolutely. Well, and yeah, we all need to find ways to save money when we're dealing with horses. Oh gosh, aren't that the truth? Oh my gosh. So I noticed on your site that you mentioned that you um, you leased a horse. Um, Are you still leasing? I'm not. Um, we ended up actually just not being the perfect fit, which is something that I actually kind of learned through my experience with him and kind of learned that like, you know, I, I mean, I always knew that everyone kind of has their fit and the type of horse that they want to ride. And, and it worked out at first, but then, you know, we just, as I was starting to learn more, you know, he was the most patient horse, but he was more advanced than I wasn't. Let's be real. All the horses I'm riding more than I am. They all know more than I do. But at the same time, there are some horses I think are more patient than others for certain things. And I think he was had higher ex- expectations of me, the level I was at. And that just happens. That's, you know, there's nothing wrong with it. And so he is actually helping some other kids thrive right now. And they're a really good match. And I'm, you know, being able to enjoy so many of the other awesome horses at my barn and learn from them. And they've been a perfect match for me. Well, I think that's a good point, though, but I think you did the right thing as you were new getting into horses as an Mm -hmm. adult, and instead of just jumping in and buying the first horse that you come across, um, you took the time to lease a horse, and I I think a lot of people don't even know that leasing is an option or a possibility. Um, There's such a thing as half leases and full leases. and Free leases. (laughs) Yeah, it's a great, yeah, free leases, that's right. Um, there's a great way to get to know um, a horse that you might have a future interest in or to discover um, what are your strengths or what are the horse's strengths and, and what is going to be a good match for you mm-hmm. going forward. So I yeah. think that was brilliant. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I'm glad you did that. Um, I was teasing with, uh, for our listeners, I was teasing with Caitlin earlier that she needs to start like a old lady's corner on her blog so that, uh, she can have me on as a special guest. But uh, I told her I was, uh, uh, on a Facebook group called Hags with Nags, um, which is just, horses are fun. So it's good to be part of uh, a community where you can share that common interest. Oh, 100%. You'll have to come out to my barn sometime. We have like 40 plus acres. It's a really great property to trail right on. So you have to come join us. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah, that sounds awesome. Um, and and I have my own pro tips for, uh, you know, clothing accessories because we all have our favorites. It's funny. Yeah. It takes us years and years and years to figure out what we like. And yeah. then every time we get a new horse, then we have to go through that whole process all over again. Oh, yes. Because you got to find the right saddle, the right girth, the right saddle pad, the right bridle. Um, and then once you've got all that figured out, then you got to match your outfits to uh, all the <laughs> chosen for your horse, right? Yeah. <laughs> um, but that's the fun part anyway. All right. So um, what else can you tell us about um, your blog? Oh, well, I know what I wanted to ask. Because there may be some people listening today who are excited about the idea of blogging and they want to know, um, can you do this for a living? The answer is yes, you can. So I took this full time 
um, a little over a year ago, you know, I was one of the many that did lose their job during the pandemic. You know, we all kind of went through that. And at that time, you know, I sat down, you know, with my boyfriend and I, and we looked at our finances and I was like, could, could we do this? Like, could I try and just go for it? Cause you know, at that time it really was a side hustle. I wasn't trying to scale it yet. You know, I, I was just keeping it the way it was. And he was just like, I think we can. And so I decided to go for it. And I'd say like last summer is when I really went hard and I was really seeing a lot of progress in like my Google numbers and my Pinterest and all these different things. The point where like, I knew that like I could start making a decent amount of money from it. And then, you know, when I attended the Global Pet Expo this year, I was able to make so many awesome connections, meet people that I've been, you know, talking to for email or via email for months and finally meet them in person because, you know, some of those connections also made during the pandemic, I couldn't actually meet them in person or do anything like that. So, you know, that opportunity alone, I made so many great relationships that I've, you know, started sharing about on my blog this year, if you're, uh, if you start following along after this, but um, it's definitely possible. Um, and it's been really cool to kind of be able to just share all about pets as my full-time job. Yeah, I think I'm actually a little jealous. Um, <laughs> so um, I hope that if people are listening and they're inspired by that, that they that they'll um, they'll take some guidance from you and, and go check out the sparkles and sunshine And uh, you can find out all of the fun things that uh, Caitlin is doing. And uh, what would you leave our our listeners with today, Caitlin? Oh, gosh. Okay. Well, I think if, you know, for anyone signing off, you know, I just want to say, you know, if you have heard of me, thank you obviously for supporting me. It really does mean a lot. And if you are new to this and you really want to get into it, you know, I just want to, you know, kind of give a few little tips of advice. Um, I would really recommend making sure that you have your own website really spending time to kind of build that up because at the end of the day, you own that. If Instagram were to shut down tomorrow, you don't own that. But if you have your own website, you always have a way to reach people and then focus on those channels that you can really build traffic back to that. So a Pinterest, a YouTube, things that are, you know, what people use to search for and find really cool ideas. I feel like when you focus on channels like that, you have a really great opportunity to grow and just make that community of, you know, parents or whatever your niche is that you're really trying to build. And then hopefully that'll lead to being able to do this full time. So how, how many hours a day would you say you spend devoted to your, your more than I, I should. <laughs> <laughs> they always joke, you know, when you, when I worked corporate for so long, you know, you have, I was so in the beginning, I was, you know, spending more time. But then as time went on, I was very adamant on like, this is my schedule. This is when I'm done. I'm going home. And I thought that would carry over when I did my own thing. No, you end up working way more when it's your own because you're more excited about it. The benefit of that though, is you have more flexibility. So sometimes, you know, I'll get up early, work till the middle of the day. I usually do a break in the afternoon or in the morning for a writing lesson. And then sometimes I come home and I might finish a couple things and then call it. Like my schedule varies you know, kind of daily, but I feel like it's probably more than the standard nine to five, 40 hour work week. Let's be real. <laughs> so how fine. do you stay motivated? Uh, looking at my dogs. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Just knowing that like everything that I'm doing allows me to do like more things with them. It, you know, even with riding, I'm able to do more things at the barn. I'm able to take another lesson. I'm able to do a horse show if I want to. I'm able to you know, just try something new. You know, I, I kind of 
everything really does come back to my animals just because they are kind of at the heart of everything that I love. And, you know, they're the reason why I do it. (laughs) Absolutely. Me too. That's why I do everything I do. So thank you for everything that you do. And uh, thank you for joining us today. And thank you to our listeners. And I just give out my friendly reminder until there are none, please adopt one and protect your pet with a pet trust. And until next time, happy tails. Bye, guys. Thank you for joining us on All My Children Wear Fur Coats with your host, Peggy Hoyt. We hope you learned something valuable for the benefit of your pet. We want to keep loved pets in loving homes by educating pet parents about the importance of ensuring every pet has a forever home. Get more information about creating a legacy for your pet at AnimalCareTrustUSA.org or LegacyForYourPet.com. Buy a copy of All My Children Wear Fur Coats, How to Leave a Legacy for Your Pet on Amazon. Join our email list or make a donation. Pet professionals and advisors are invited to join our trusted advisor network. Until next time, happy tales!